0: hello hello it's marissa and you are listening to from boise tis the season for some spooky ghost stories there's only two weeks till halloween people so let's talk about ghosts boise certainly has its fair share of ghost stories and ida history's new book called haunted boise covers exactly that In case you are not familiar, Ida History is a company in town that does macabre walking tours around Boise, and they also have a Boise true crime driving tour. Ida History has a newsletter and multiple books about the dark side of Boise's history. And today's story gives you a little sneak peek at two of the 13 ghost stories that are told in Ida History's newest book called Haunted Boise. All right, here we go. Let's dive in. Or float in i guess <laughs> um, the lost souls of the eidenha hotel built in 1901 the eidenha building was a hotel for 70 something years before becoming apartments the eidenha is the location of multiple tragic deaths one of the most horrific deaths at the eidenha hotel was alexander palmer jacobs The son of Boise pioneer and merchant Cyrus Jacobs, Alexander was a wealthy and successful man. He owned multiple homes in Boise and many acres of farmland around CUNA. He also suffered from what friends and family called, quote, fits of lunacy. And on more than one occasion, Alexander threatened to kill himself and his wife. In 1921, Alexander and his wife traveled to Boise to see a doctor about Alexander's mental state. The doctor, Dr. Talman, Later informed the Idaho Daily Statesman that Jacobs seemed normal and that he, quote, just wanted to get rid of his wife because she was spending his money, end quote. Mental health wasn't exactly the same back then, as you can tell, but anyways. The next day, around 10.30 p.m., Alexander Jacobs arrived at the Idaho Hotel by himself and checked into a room. Around 1 a.m., his relatives in Nampa called the front desk of the hotel to alert them of Alexander's vulnerable mental state. A few hours later, Alexander phoned his wife. The details of that conversation have never been made public, but shortly after that call, his family called the front desk again and asked to be notified if Alexander left the hotel. At approximately 5.50 a.m., Alexander, quote, crawled out of his hotel window, balanced there for an instant, then hurled himself head foremost to the sidewalk below. His room faced Main Street, and it was either on the third or the fourth floor. Unfortunately, a taxi driver and a pair of waitresses on their way to work witnessed Alexander's final moments. Years later, two more lives would be taken on the fourth floor. In April of 1975, John Peter Nelson was a guest at the Eidenhaw Hotel. One night, he had been drinking at the hotel bar, and other patrons reported that he was quote, behaving strangely while at the bar and had been talking to himself, end quote. It's said that he left the bar drunk and ran into Joseph C. Grannon, and an argument ensued. The details of that argument are unknown, but it ended with John Nelson shooting Joseph Grannon in the chest with a 12-gauge shotgun outside of room number 410. He then walked down the hallway and turned the gun on himself. According to Haunted Boise, most claims of paranormal activity happen on the fourth floor of the Eidenhaw. Residents over the years have reported lights switching on and off, hearing moaning, and even being pulled out of their beds. Some residents have claimed to see a misty gray apparition floating around the third or fourth floors, and one fourth floor resident would, quote, hear scratching along the wall of her bedroom, which was adjacent to the hallway, with footsteps, and then louder scratching and tapping on the front door, end quote. The resident also had a puppy that would walk down the hallway until it reached a certain room and then it would slump down onto the floor and refuse to go on. There have been claims of paranormal activity in other areas of the Eidenhaw building as well. A front desk clerk interviewed by the Idaho Statesman in October 1997 claims she encountered a ghost. She described it, quote, like a shadow, except it was white. I caught him out of the corner of my eye and turned to see a man walking through the lobby about a foot off the floor. This is said to be the ghost of a bellman, and he's also said to play tricks on people, hiding belongings, and taking the elevator or floor past the, the guest requested stop. The elevator will also, quote, repeatedly descend and ascend between the lobby and the fourth floor, end quote. The Eidenha is located at 928 West Main Street in downtown Boise. The top floor is our apartments, and the ground floor is Guru Donuts, Bombay Grill, Mullet Proof, and 10th Street Station is in the basement. You can read this story about the lost souls of the Ha in haunted Boise. It's chapter 5, page 41. All right, next story is The Ghost of Poor Little Claire Church. In 1970, a young mother and her three children moved into a rental home at 200 East Idaho Street. The mother, Joanne, which is not her real name, but that's her name for the story, had an uneasy feeling about the home, especially when she was upstairs. Strange things started happening once they moved in. One day, Joanne was taking a bath, and the lights briefly went out. When they flicked back on, her bath water had gone ice cold. The family also heard strange noises, a bell tinkling, voices... Joanne got curious, and she went to the library to research the history of the house. She found that the first residents of 200 East Idaho Street were the Church family. The house was built by Frank Forrester Church when he was appointed superintendent of the assay office in 1895. The Boise Assay Office was the first major federal government building in the Idaho Territory and was the location where gold and other precious metals were assayed or tested for purity before being sold. The Church family had five children, Albert, Evangeline, Elmer, Frank Jr., Fra- and Francis Clarence, whom the family called Claire. That's C-L-A-R-E, by the way. On July 17th, 1905, Mrs. Church went to town to get things for Claire's fifth birthday party. While she was out, Elmer and little Claire decided to make lemonade. As Elmer grabbed ing- ingredients, Claire retrieved a bottle from the pantry and told Elmer they should add it to the lemonade. Before Elmer could stop him, Claire took a big drink out of the bottle. It was carbolic acid, which was used as an antiseptic and cleaning agent at the time. Elmer ran for a doctor, but by the time they returned to the home, it was too late. Little Claire was buried three days later in St. John's Cemetery, which is now part of Morris Hill Cemetery. Joanne was relieved to learn that their paranormal activity was likely coming from a child, but the activity increased. They began hearing the name Eddie being called out and named the entity as such. After a while, the family began to see Eddie. Joanne reportedly saw, quote, a ball of energy that spun around very quickly until the face of a young boy appeared, end quote. One day, she was outside in front of the house when her youngest child pointed up to one of the windows in the attic and asked if she could see the boys looking down at them. Another time, that same child pointed to a corner in the home and told Joanne that that's where Eddie died. In 1972, Joanne decided to sublet a few rooms in her house. Two girls rented one of the rooms and reported doors opening and closing on their own. A man named David Mitchell asked to rent the attic. Joanne told him about Eddie and about the strange feelings that she had while upstairs, particularly in the attic. He was undeterred and wanted to rent it anyways. On his second night living in the attic, a fire broke out in his room, forcing him to jump out of the window and had to be rescued off the roof. He was hospitalized for minor injuries, but his dog was killed in the fire. The home sustained too much fire and water damage in this incident, so Joanne and her family had to move out. The home was bulldozed in March of 1973. There's also, by the way, a little bit more to this story, but you're going to have to read the book to find out. The site of 200 East Idaho Street is now part of St. Luke's campus, where East Bannock Street intersects with East Idaho Street. And You can read more about this story in chapter 2, page 22 of Haunted Boise. Also, one more, by the way, Frank Forrester Church, who is in the story, his grandson and what would have been Claire Church's nephew is Frank Forrester Church III, who was a four time U.S. Senator and played a major role in the creation of protected wilderness areas. The Frank Church River of No Return Wilderness is named after him. There's also a book that came out earlier this year, I believe called The Last Honest Man, and it's written by Pulitzer Prize-winning author James Risen. And James Risen is doing a talk about the book and about Frank Church at the Frank Church conference that's happening on October 19th. I will link to that story um, or that event in the show notes for you if you're interested. So you can read these two spooky stories and many more in Haunted Boise by Ida History, more specifically by the people behind Ida history, which are Mike Iverson and Jeff Wade. And you can find haunted Boise at flying M in downtown Boise, rediscovered books, the lit room in garden city, which is an adorable little like tiny house that's been turned into a library. You should go check it out. Their book is also at Barnes and Noble and on Amazon. And I will link to all of those in the show notes for you. All right. That's what I got for you today. You can read this story and you can see some photos to go along with the stories in today's newsletter which is in your inbox or at fromboise.com. Thanks for listening.